0: This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody. I'm Eves, and you're tuned into This Day in History class, a show where we travel back in time one day at a time. Today is February 14th, 2020. The day was February 14th, 1949, Miners in and near the town of Asbestos, Quebec, in Canada went on strike. The strike helped lead to the Quiet Revolution, a time of political and social turbulence in the province of Quebec during the 1960s. Asbestos is a silicate mineral used in fabrics in fire-resistant and insulating materials. Now asbestos is known to cause cancer and other serious health issues. But in 1949, people around the world used asbestos in common products like home insulation, packing materials, brake pads, and electrical wiring. And Quebec supplied most of the world's asbestos. Asbestos was a mining town in Quebec's eastern townships. The miners there were demanding higher wages, paid holidays, union participation in management of the mines, a pension, and company action to protect workers against illness caused by asbestos exposure. But the negotiations that took place between December of 1948 and February of 1949 went nowhere. Both parties were required to go to arbitration, but because the government favored pro-business arbitrators, the miners were sure that arbitration would not turn out well for them. So at a General Assembly of Miners on February 13th, the miners decided to go on a strike. Early on February 14th, the strike began. Workers from Thetford Mines, Quebec, also joined the strike. The miners were represented by the Canadian Catholic Confederation of Labour, a group of unions that the Catholic Church established in 1921 to counter the anti-clerical and socialist influence of international unions. But Maurice Duplessis, the premier of Quebec, and the Conservative Union Nationale Party that he led, supported imperialist interests and undermined unions. The government declared the strike illegal and sent provincial police to asbestos. The Catholic Church largely supported the strikers, which was significant because it usually sided with Duplessis' government. Joseph Charbonneau, the Archbishop of Montreal, gave a speech in which he said that, quote, the working class is the victim of a conspiracy aimed at crushing them. And when there is a conspiracy to crush the working class, it's the church's duty to intervene. He even called for people to donate to the strikers' families. But DuPlessis pushed the church to get the archbishop to resign, and Charbonneau ended up becoming a chaplain in Victoria, British Columbia. But the Johns Manville Company, which owned the mine many of the workers were employed at, hired replacement workers. The strikers set up roadblocks to keep the workers from getting to the mines, and the strike became violent. Police attempting to break the picket lines attacked strikers with tear gas, and strikers beat and disarmed police. More heavily armed police were sent into asbestos, and on May 6, they arrested around 200 people, though most were soon released. Just over a week later, the union leaders were arrested on conspiracy charges. The violence that erupted as part of the strikes garnered media attention. Archbishop Maurice Roy of Quebec City mediated the strike as it dragged on. On July 1st, the strike finally ended when the two sides reached an agreement. Miners got a wage increase of 5 cents per hour rather than the 15 cents that they wanted. But their health and safety demands were not addressed, and many of them did not get their jobs back. Labor unionist Jean Marchand, journalist Gerard Pelletier, and union activist Pierre Trudeau all played significant roles in the strike. They eventually transitioned into political careers and became known as the Three Wise Men. The strike marked a turning point in Quebec's history and set the stage for the Quiet Revolution, a time of rapid change in the province. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully, you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at T D I H C Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you prefer something a little bit more formal, then you can write us at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll be back tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.